If you've ever found yourself passionately curious, the type to soak knowledge and question the how and why, and think you might have the curiosity to push past average, push all the way to limitless, then welcome to Sales Network One. Sebastian Vivacqua is an expert on the human connection of sales in life and business, and he's here to evolve our thinking about the psychology of selling. You'll also hear from sales heroes, growth addicts, and rising stars on their strategies, methodologies, and techniques all tools you can use for your own limitless growth. It's the concepts, the fundamentals, even things you've heard before, but presented in a way that just makes sense. Now, let's get into it. What is up, everyone? How are you doing that side? I hope that you're having a terrific day. And uh, during these times, you know, this is the, the, I like to kick off again by saying, I, I want to send you a, a mountain of positive vibes. Uh, and for today's episode, you know, there's a lot of energy. It's a lot of fire here. I got Matthew Toff with me. Uh, he's an awesome guy. He, he's been in, in sales leadership for over five years and for 12 years for the neat company. And I'm really looking forward to talk about today on, on managing with a, uh, with a coaching culture. So how are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing all right, Sebastian. And yourself? Doing awesome, man. Doing awesome. Really looking That's forward great. to, to getting into, in, into the topic. But before we even get started, uh, it'll be great for, for you to, if you can share with the, with the audience um, a little bit about you and, and what you're up to at the Neat Company as a VP of Sales. Yeah, thank you. Well, first off, you know, thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, you know, I always like to talk about coaching and a, a, a coaching culture uh, within an organization. So, you know, just a little bit about me. I've been with the, uh, the Neat Company for a little over 12 years uh, in various roles, all the way from, you know, an individual contributor up through currently now a VP of sales, uh, multiple sales backgrounds and disciplines uh, inside call center, uh, with a focus of inbound uh, direct for marketing leads, outbound prospecting into partner channels, uh, sold into retail distribution and DMRs as well. Um, operated a few different partner channels, both to MSP and IT resellers, as well as accountant and bookkeepers. Um, and operated teams, you know, small small groups, uh, you know, from one and two uh, type pods, all the way up to hundreds of sales reps in a, a call center environment. Um, and, and also kind of, you know, in, in my spare time, uh, being that uh, I, I'm a student of sales, I, I spend a lot of time with uh, a membership collective called the Revenue Collective, uh, which is a great organization um, centered around revenue, driving individuals at companies. Uh, and we all share ideas on, on how to, you know, get better on tips and tricks and tactics, as well as uh, strategic uh, you know, information that is shared amongst uh, a ton of revenue generators all over the globe. So thank you for having me on and, and let's dive into it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, amazing experience. And we can just say that the Nick company, you're an asset to the Nick company. One of those assets that they, they definitely cannot get rid of you at all because you, you get so much, so much solid experience for the company. I mean, we're talking about the fact that you started uh, very early stages in where we could even say the sales process was even in development, right? So, so much that you learn along the years and so much that uh, you, with, with all your teams. So it's awesome to, to see, of course, as well. And, and that's what I identify straight away on LinkedIn, the culture that you drive. Um, that's why the, the topic, it's all about the coaching culture that, that you are, are driving there with your team. And I want to kick it off by saying, can you coach passion out of someone? Yeah, so that's a, you know, that's a great question and it definitely hits home, right? 
Um, I personally love sales, right? I love to learn about sales. I am passionate about sales, but not everybody you meet is, right? In fact, the majority of people you meet aren't, aren't passionate about sales, but that doesn't mean that they, they wouldn't become great sales reps, right? So I don't believe that you, um, I don't believe you can coach the passion into somebody, right? I can't coach my passion for sales into any rep that, that would be on my team. What I can do is I can coach a passion out of somebody and use the energy of that passion towards, um, you know, learning the discipline of sales. So, you know, you have to take this back just a little bit and learn that sales is a skill that can be taught, right? It's a skill that can be learned. And that's so important. So finding that passion uh, that somebody has is the key to unlocking their potential in learning the skills of sales, right? So if, if uh, you know, let, let me kind of explain that a little yeah. bit. So, you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about helping my customers, you know, simplify an aspect of their life or job, right? That is why I've gotten into sales, really helping my end user with my service, my solution or something, just knowing that I'm going to help them put food on the table. I'm going to help them get that promotion. I'm going to help them keep in business, right? Not everybody has a passion for that. But what I do with my team is, you know, through our one-on-ones, through coaching, I really find out what that passion is. It could be running. It could be skiing, it could be exercising, it could be playing music, it could be drawing. It doesn't matter what that is, but there's a passion. And I find that passion, what drives them to be interested in that passion and use that energy that they have in a passion in their life to really open up how to learn and how to educate yourself on sales, right? So when, when, you, when you talk to somebody and they say, yeah, I really love to cook, Okay, great. Well, what have you done in the last year, you know, to enhance that passion? Have you learned? Have you read books? Have you watched things? Do you try? Do you try and fail, right? Do you do, you do all these things to get better? That's what I want you to do in sales. That's how you get better at sales, right? That's how I build a passion within somebody to learn something if it's not like, yes, my whole life is revolved around sales. I think I, that makes a lot of sense. And when we, every, each of us has a lot of uh, has a passion in life, right? Something that we feel uh, passionate towards, and and I think that's super super cool what you're doing. That you 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 take uh, you look into the, what what they are passionate in their lives, and for doing that, not every manager takes that approach of of getting that personal with someone. As, as, but the more personal you get, the more you can learn about them. The more you learn about the, uh, about your team. Uh, the better you, you, you can get at, at pulling that and locking that potential the way you're saying it. And I, I really like that because, I mean, at the end of the day, once you, you've channeled that passion and you, and you bring it back to sales and you bring those perspectives, it, it's, it's a great way of coaching them. And, and like you were saying, you know, you can't, you can't coach passion to someone, right? But you can coach it to get it, you know, to, to get it out of someone. That's, uh, that's something that I really like. And um, into del- delving deeper into, into into this, you know, once once you once you're there, you know, once you got that uh, close relationship with your team, and uh, we gotta also consider that not everyone has the same uh, ways of learning, right? So, what's your style of communication with your team? Yeah, and that's a great question, right? So, whether it's um, looking, you know, when you're looking for a job and, and, and you're interviewing that hiring manager, right? You're interviewing that company at the same time they're interviewing you. Same thing if you're looking for a coach or a mentor, right? 
somebody can be a great coach, but if they don't transfer that knowledge in a way that you learn, it, it can be lost in translation, right? It, it could not be effective and you won't learn and it, it'll end up to be wasted time. So, you know, really learning how my individual reps learn information and, and hold on to that information is so important. And that's how coaching sessions, teaching, educating all go. So previous to my 12 years at Need, I spent some time uh, as a teacher's aide in uh, learning uh, disability and behavioral disabilities classrooms in elementary schools. And, you know, learning from the teachers there in the different styles that they use to reach out to these children um, in order to make sure that they are, are explaining things and teaching things in the way uh, that each individual learns was so important. So, you know, in my coaching, I always go back to those typical seven learning styles, right, when communicating. So even if somebody's not going to raise their hand and say, yes, this is the specific way that I learn things, I make sure that I try to take into account all seven of those learning styles when communicating with my team. And that could be in a group setting, that could be one-on-ones, that could be with the company at large, right? So those seven, visual right? Making sure I'm not just talking about, did we hit our KPIs? Did we hit our numbers? But showing graphs, charts, data points I'm referencing, right? Leveraging a whiteboard uh, as much as possible to make sure, uh, you know, and allowing them to take notes as well, right? So making sure that if they are a visual learner, they may not know that. I'm using that style in my coaching, in my, you know, trainings as well to make sure that if that is the, the preferred method or one of them, that they are really retaining the information. The second is auditory, right? Making sure as many coachings as I can, uh, I'm doing in person, face to face, via phone, instead of email or, or, you know, chat tool or slacking or anything like that, making sure that there's conversation just like we're having. This would be a wildly different conversation if we were writing a blog together, right? Then, then actually, you know, actually being able to, to, to speak with each other. Um, making sure there's physical, right? Doing side by side, showing the team, you know, uh, as they're going through the motions, right? It's one thing to be able to explain how to use your CRM. It's a different thing to be able to actually point and click and show and, and take over their screen and do those types of things if needed. Same thing with logical, right? I always encourage them to look at ways, think critical thinking skills and look at ways um, to, to improve the process, enhance the process, but come with backed data, right? Come to the table with those ideas, but backed by logical conclusions and data, right? And there's many more, but uh, I'm not going to spend the time, you know, here kind of getting into each specific one. But, you know, if people like learning as a group, that's great. We, we, we do group learning. We do team meetings. We get in front of the entire company. We do lunch and learns. Uh, we have group uh, you know, call blocks and so on. But then some people also like and feel more comfortable in that one-on-one -on -one setting. So we make sure we have one-on-ones, just the two of us uh, with my team. Um, you know, we, we, I give, you know, homework, right? People that uh, like to, to read, they like to uh, do articles, uh, you know, and review interviews, watch YouTube and things like that on their own, they can continue on that education and, you know, really, really hone in on those skills, um, you know, uh, kind of on their own time. So, you know, if they like learning in a group setting, those, those larger meetings and so on uh, really work. But if it's uh, more of a, a, a solitary or a one-on-one, -on -one, we have that, that ability as well. I love it. You know, there's, there's a lot of great stuff that you unpacked there. Um, but the, 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 the take that for everyone that is listening 
is how well you take the time to get to learn the, the communication style of each of them. And through, based on that, then you have all sorts of ways of communicating. And well, as you do that, then that means everyone gets it. Everyone understands it. Everyone is on the same page. Um, and at the same time, you know, I want to take advantage of, of share some of the cool stuff that, for example, we're doing with our team that I think are, are also um, might be some stuff that you're also doing, seeing the, the, the culture that you have. You know, I, we started with some workshops I kicked off, for example, on how to get better on cold calling. And we got uh, and we call them hashtag keep dialing. We got the hashtag really good email sessions and we got demolitions. So on those workshops, it's a time for us, like we get in a room and this is like leading from the front lines, right? So we get together with, with, with the BDRs, you know, there's, there's a younger team there in the spirit and, and we do cold calls together. We pick up the phone, we start listening to how each other is doing it. Um, I'm, I'm a bit more senior in, in that regards in terms of, uh, of doing sales and call. I love cold calling. So then at the, end of the, at the end of each cold call, we were like, so what did you think about it? You know, like, you know, what did you think about that cold call? What would you do different? You know, what did you like? And then we, go, we do a rounds like that. And each, out of each session, we get a lot of takes. We do the same thing with really good emails, right? Because the thing is, it's interesting to see that everyone has their own ways of doing things. And when you bring, in, when you bring them together, it's explosive, the, the learnings that you can get and the evolution that you can get. So uh, what, do, you, do you guys do any enabling uh, exercises like those, for example? So, you know, we, we do things uh, as a group if that's the, the way that they prefer to learn. So, you know, um, little, little off topic, but one of the biggest things I see in new managers is they're not used to um, being able to take the, all of the ideas from the group as a whole and distill them down to one or two things that are going to work for the group. Right. Most times it's that, you know, that A plus performer and they get promoted into management and they just force kind of their way uh, on everybody. But as you as you were mentioning, right, having that group, letting people right around the table all do cold calls. And then we all kind of coach as a group and and self coach and, and allow them to do those types of things. They learn so much more than necessarily just listening to their own calls. Because, you know, picking up ideas in the best ideas, right? If, uh, if the person next to me just gave a cold call and they stumbled on their opener, well, if I'm next to do my cold call, I better not stumble on my opener, right? That person just made that mistake. So I'm gonna make sure that, that I'm learning from those, you know, those, those other experiences and the other people around the table. So, you know, group coaching, group uh, call blitzes are so great. Uh, I haven't figured out a good way to do it via, uh, via Zoom or, or remote. Uh, yet, but when we were in the office, you know, just having a having a speaker in the middle of the uh, the table and all of us going around and and doing those cold calls as a group was uh, very enlightening. Yeah, I mean, this this are already for for people listening. I think these are not usual stuff that everyone is doing, but the rewards of of doing this type of exercises, these workshops, the um, coaching as a group, it's so powerful. Like you're saying. I mean, maybe I, th- I think for, for, from our side as well, you know, um, the, the cold calling sessions were a lot stronger when we were doing them in the same room. Uh, so we are figuring that challenge too. On the other hand, what's getting, what's getting stronger is the sessions of really good emails because we're still all having to send good emails uh, or trying to show what are the best emails of the week. You know, we, we, give, we give sort of uh, prices in that regards to, to the ones that are we're like, wow, that looks like an awesome email. And you know, the, the best emails are 
the ones that get solid responses, of course. So then out of that one, we start picking up on, okay, so then let's, let's do next, next time that we do a round. Now we got all our feedback. Now next time, let's get together again and see who can, who can build a really innovative email. So that's some of, some of the sessions that we're kind of doing now uh, with Zoom, so to say. But this is, this is great. And I, th I think that I want to wrap it up with just uh, one, one uh, crucial question, I think, uh, for everyone listening. So what would be your top five tips for any new sales manager, for example? Yeah, that's great. Um, so these are things that uh, I wish I had when I was a new manager, uh, you know, at the time. So one, the, the, one of the biggest tips is patience, right? And that sounds like it's easy, but have patience with yourself. You're, you, you got promoted, you got that job for a reason, right? Have patience with yourself. Have patience with the process. Don't come in and start changing things and doing things different and, and testing something for a day or two or sending, as you were mentioning, sending out an email, but always trust the process and be patient with it because it will, it will work, right? And you make your tweaks in, in those types of things, but trust that process and have patience with your teammates, right? They, they, they may not be used to a new leader or you may be a manager managing your peers at this time. So have patience with your teammates, make sure that you're, you're taking the time as we've already spoken about to figure out how they communicate, how they learn uh, a little bit about them. So really just give yourself patience. Nobody's expecting you to change the entire world in the first week that you become a new manager. The second tip is, you know, be ready to have that, those difficult conversations. When you're an individual contributor and not in a manager role, you don't have to worry about hiring. You don't have to worry about firing. You don't have to worry about cultural problems. You don't have to worry about personal improvement plans, right? You don't have to worry about all of those difficult conversations. You come in, you're the CEO of your own desk and you, you know, you take and receive coaching, right? Um, you know, but when, when you come into a manager role, there's all of these, you know, personal stories behind it. There's, there's being able to recognize traits and recognize um, patterns within people and to really dig into if something personal is going on or if there's a culture issue or something of that magnitude. So be ready to have that difficult conversation early on because the earlier you can identify and diagnose, uh, the, the earlier you can solve. Uh, number three, taking ownership of and having accountability for other mistake, others' mistakes, right? When you're an ind individual contributor, if you made a mistake, that was your fault, right? If you're a manager and somebody on your team makes a mistake, you have to take accountability and ownership of that, right? It's not necessarily your fault or anybody's fault, but accountability on making sure that you are holding them accountable to train, to coach, to learn. So it's not a bad thing to make a mistake. That means you're trying. That means you're trying new things. You're testing new things out, which is great. It is the accountability and ownership to make sure we're learning from those mistakes. Uh, number four, it is okay not to know everything. People think when somebody in a management, a leadership position, they just know everything. I don't know everything. I will be the first person to tell you that, especially if you're a new manager. It's okay not to have the right answers. And why is that important? Because in a management role, the higher up you go, the more you just guessing or shooting from the hip will harm the company, the operation, the team, you know, the individual, what have you, by making uninformed decisions. So it is okay to say, I don't know the answer to that. But your response will then follow and say, I will find out right? I will do the research. I will take that on to find out. Number five, accepting the way you got to be successful isn't always the best for the team moving forward, right? So if I was an A 
individual contributor and this was the way I did it and I was highly successful doesn't mean, once again, as we've already spoken about in this podcast, doesn't mean that's the way everybody's going to learn or everybody's going to be able to sell, right? You know, the best basketball player in the world probably wouldn't make the best coach just because they could go out there and do it. They could go out and drain three pointers with their eyes closed. It's very difficult to just say, hey, just do it like I'm doing right? It's very difficult to coach on that, uh, that, that the, the way that you were successful. So being able to take all of the input from the entire team and build a process out of that moving forward is much more effective than just saying, I was successful by myself. Now that I'm a manager, this is how you will all be successful. So those are my five tips for any new sales manager out there. Boom. Boom. I love it. It's, this is really solid stuff. I think uh, if anyone's listening, they... Uh, I don't even need, I shouldn't even break, I'm not gonna even break it on, on the five points because this is really good stuff. Go a little bit back on, on this part of the last episode on those five tips and listen listen to them again on how uh, Matt beetled them. Because I mean, this is, if, if you're about to be a new, man, a new sales manager, this is great stuff, right? But also, even if you're not, like also having this perspective whether you, you are or not a sales manager, it's so important to learn all this stuff and all these tips that, that Matt just uh, shared. And this is uh, great stuff. I really want to wrap it up right here. And I want to ask for everyone uh, listening, how can, they, how can they get in contact with you, Matthew? Yeah, so, you know, the best way to get in contact with me is my LinkedIn. Um, you know, everything else is uh, very busy these days. So LinkedIn's the best way. You know, uh, I, I post my content out there, especially helping, you know, new managers with some of these tips and things that I wish I had when I was first starting off. Awesome. I will, I will make sure to leave that uh, link uh, for everyone to access it and, and get in contact with you. Hey, man, thanks you. Thank you so much for this. I love this conversation. Likewise. Thank you very much and uh, uh, much success in the future. Keep rocking it. Keep rocking it. Absolutely. Thank you.